0: Welcome to the Leader to Leader podcast. I'm your host, Susan Spears. Our guest today is Paul Milday. Paul is the founder and president of CIP Finishes here in the Fredericksburg, Virginia region. Paul, welcome to the Leader to Leader podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm thrilled to have you here. Um, I have known Paul really uh, since very early in my time at the Chamber. Now, I don't know how it happened, Paul, but I've been here 18 years. (laughs) 18 years. You know, recently I had one of those anniversaries, that work anniversary that pops up on your different calendars, and I just thought, how in the world did that happen? But when I look back on my journey here, um, I remember you the whole time, and my first real memory of you was when we did an event called Reality Check. And so we, we might even think back on that at some point in our conversation today. But let me tell our, our listeners a little bit more about you. Um, Paul is a lifelong entrepreneur, and he's proud to have worked in the construction industry since 1986. Uh, that alone is something to, to think about. Um, along the way, he's certainly grown and expanded the business CIP finishes. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, he lives in Stafford County, which is the northern part of our region. Um, and it's just the lower tip of Northern Virginia if you're looking at a, a worldwide map of the United States. Uh, he's been so active in the community, um, having served, I believe it was three terms on the Stafford Board of That's Supervisors. Right. Um, a bit of time there just doing amazing things that we can talk about. And that's really where he became so engaged um, as an individual with the Chamber, but also with his business with the Chamber of Commerce. He's active with Rotary. He's been a Rotarian for more than 10 years. And a lot of people don't do this, um, join two service organizations. But he's also a member of the Acquire Harbor Lions Club, and he's been involved with uh, the Lions for over 15 years both of those organizations have great missions in giving back to the community. Now, I don't know about this, Paul. This is a little bit interesting. Certified as a scuba and an enriched air nitrox. I don't even know if I said it right. Diver. That's okay. right. Okay, You're just wicked, man. I don't know. Well, I don't know. That's just awesome. And a licensed pilot. He, he travels all over the place. He's just so much energy. And in 2020, of all years, he participated in the chamber's leadership fredericksburg program so it was a real joy to have that journey with you as oh, yeah. well that was great yeah so i like to i like to say all of those things but the, the a big way that we work together is on transportation initiatives as well right yeah so so i'm thrilled to have you with us and as we look back at like 1986 uh, in your journey to where you are now uh, tell us about that and 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 maybe the business and how you and your leadership journey have kind of come along through that time.
1: Well, in 86 I was just out of high school and just out of a lot of trouble. My 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 uh, past is public uh, record as because I, I ran for office later, but I was a troubled a troubled youth. I got in a lot of trouble. And um I started a company just doing custom closets in the in 86. And uh, when the wire shelving was just a new product, and we um, grew fast, I, I worked all the time. I just uh, worked for the next ten years. I worked constantly, and um, built that company into a company doing finishing, trim, and door hardware, bath accessories, wire shelving, anything that goes in after paint, in uh, in a unit. Um, we kind of and we converted in that ten years to a to work in apartments, multifamily, and pretty much uh, by the in that first ten years kind of phased out the custom closet. Thing that had been so helpful and useful in the beginning became something we thought we didn't see as part of our future um, <clears throat> and then the company just continued to grow uh, because uh, just uh, I did, I was determined to try to compete with the big guys who were you know, that, that work across state lines uh, and region uh, across regional lines and we've um, we've done it we've we've built the company into a the, probably one of the the biggest company in the DC area, working in apartments exclusively, doing after paint finish trim hardware.
0: Yeah. Well, what does uh, describe a little bit more about that? Like when you say that the largest, tell me more about the size of the company now, and maybe compared to even five years ago, let's say.
1: Okay. Well, of course, '86, it was just a, I was a one man operation, yeah. for, and then a couple people helping me for the first decade. But um, where uh, just five years ago, we were we weren't too much we're growing every year we just had our we have our we just had our largest our biggest year we just had our largest sales year already this year and this year's not over um so we're certainly growing we have about 30 or 35 people that work for us and there's a little bit of fluidity in the in the in the installation side of that because our um subs that work for us uh, installing have crews and those crews uh, get larger or smaller depending on how much work we have at the time for them but um, we did about we're doing about twelve thousand units a year right now, apart, individual apartment units, and um, and that's you know, that's we never I could, never could have imagined that. Maybe five years ago we were only doing seven or eight thousand. I think we counted. Um, but I expect some ups and downs. But it's been up for quite a while, and you know, so that gives you an idea. And our volume is you know over ten million dollars a year in gross sales yeah. deposits.
0: Well, I mean, that's certainly – congratulations. There's a lot of success there, a lot of hard work. Um, And and in the midst of that, uh, I think about you coming to me and saying, I want to do Leadership Fredericksburg. So you've served in public office. You've led initiatives in the community. You lead a company – and yet you go and take a community leadership program. So tell me about what drives you to do something like that.
1: Right. Well, so self-improvement is one of my goals in life, right? It's my spirituality um, um, and my trying to make it be a better person. And so <clears throat> I got to work with you guys so often as a board of supervisors member. And I saw what you what you do for the community. The chamber is just, I was just thinking on the way here how really amazing the chamber is and what it does for, for the Fredericksburg region. There isn't. Anything else like it? It's uh, it's where it's where everyone comes together, all the business community, and you've done such a good job of bringing so much of, if not most of, the business community together. And it's a we can communicate, we can exchange ideas, we can do things like leadership. Um, But the reason you know the reason I want to be I wanted to be wanted to do I want to do those types of things is because it helps me become become a better person, and I want to give back to my to my community, because I realize that kind of all works together. You know, um, me being a better person, uh, helping the community, it helps me be more, helps me be successful.
0: Yeah, well, I I think that's great, and we really, really enjoy it when we have senior leaders come in and learn from folks that are in the class that are, you know, newer in their journey. Um, By the way, I appreciate you saying that about the chamber. Um, Our vision, really, is to be the leading convener, and so knowing that we're, we're partway there, at least in your eyes, uh, is, is very helpful. So I appreciate that. Um, along the way, I would guess, Paul, that your, your style, okay, so you've got your natural innate, who, who Paul Milday is, but how has your leadership style maybe morphed or changed over this time too as the company has grown?
1: Hmm. Well, my leadership style is very hands-on, and I'm, I still like to be copied on. Almost everything. That's Uh-oh. a lot of being copied.
0: Uh, that's where I go, tell me more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and no, I don't, but I, and um, people may not know if I read, I, I scan through everything and, and I don't interject uh-huh. very often. Okay. But I, it gives me a chance to just kind of know what's going on because I don't want to lose track uh, to touch of what the company's doing, where we're heading. I've been in business long enough to have been through some bad times. Mm-hmm. Um, and some in good times, and a couple of recessions before this one. So I know how things have gone wrong in the past. And it was it was because I lost touch of what was going on. But I have an amazing group of people that, that work for me. I'm so uh, fortunate to have uh, the, the just some really professional, knowledgeable uh, people in my office who know what they're doing. And they don't need they really don't need me very often. But I'm there to kind of uh, impart my experience and kind of the vision still to keep the vision um, where I want it to be and something they're all happy with and they can buy into um, but I'd say it's changed actually it changed it's changed because I'm I'm less um, micro I don't micromanage as much um, and I've tried to learn to be more approachable there's a couple of things i really learned from leadership Fredericksburg that I have to say um, after all that time I just did that leadership a, a little bit over a year ago and it, it really made um a big difference i got, I got to s- do the personal the personal um personality assessment and my leader and looked at my leadership style and I, I sent out questionnaires to my uh to my my leader my employees some of my employees and got some really good feedback but but I've learned to be a more uh, more hands off i think and um i don't know just not, i don't know how what words to use to describe that but just i don't um it's good to have a little cushion between me and the day to day for me, to so I can I can plan for for the the company's future and not be bogged down.
0: Yeah. Well, being able to take that feedback when you hear it from from folks around you, first they have to feel safe to be honest, especially because so you're the boss sending that out. You know so. That can be different sometimes if different people take a 360 and maybe they're not in a supervisory or the, the ultimate boss, but you are. So folks gave you some feedback and it sounds like you listened to it and said, uh, maybe I'll just, you know, and, and we talk about this in Leadership Fredericksburg. It's like a little tweak to what we do. But change change can be easier if you're driving the change, but then when it's internal, like change self, how do I do that? You know, that takes a lot of um, in, you know, intentional work, right?
1: Right. It's a, yeah. it's a two steps forward, one step back kind of scenario, right? Yeah. But yeah. in our lives, that's what else are we doing? But trying to just uh, become better people, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Be a, be a good human, right? Yeah. Be a good human. Yeah. We've done a lot of work lately um, at the chamber again around civility and um, bringing people together around things like you know, be, being a good human. Well, we, we think that people's intentions are usually good. Uh, but we may come at things from different, you know, have different ways of looking at them or uh, different worldviews and all that. So finding ways to communicate with others, I think that's something I've always admired with you. Uh, you're certainly very um, open with, with your opinions and so forth, but, but I, I feel you're always respectful in how you, how you convey that information to others.
1: That would be one of the changes, I think, I would point to is I uh, people anyone people could can watch me in the public eye uh, in the last 18 years and when I first got elected to the board, yeah I was just a much quicker to respond, okay, and I didn't didn't listen as well. I didn't take the, that extra time to not yeah. react. Uh, before I, but when someone said something I, that gave me a thought, whether it be a good one yeah, or a bad one, yeah. and that is so important in politics, especially, it's for me, it's almost like a um, a challenge now in politics because politics have just has just gotten more um, hostile, and so people are more uh, they're nastier and nastier, and the, their approach to their is, is um, offensive sometimes. And from I always try, I try to. Uh, Just not react and and to calm down, calm the, diffuse the situation, and it can be done even with the most angry person. If you just think of the right words and you don't react, you can you can um, you can change the dynamic uh, in that situation, and that's really helpful in business too. Uh, That's some of the stuff I learned in that in that feed and the feedback I got from my um, assessment.
0: Oh yeah, and and over time you figured that out on listening and having that that pause between, you know. sometimes anger, quick response, whatever's fast on your mind, versus, oh, let me give this, a you know, just a, a little bit more thought here. Uh, so that's really important, um, I think, in, in 2022 is what I call it. Hashtag 2022, even though it's really been a couple of years in a row where we've just been in such a different time, you know, uh, in, in, our, in our country and um, right all the way down to the grassroots here. As you think about people that are... Um, Oh, wait, I want to go back to another thought real quick um, that I had from a speaker we had here at the Chamber last week, uh, Chris Singleton. He mentioned um, that what he's noticed, and he's a young man, he's only 26, but what a great leader. He noticed that people are leading with the hate and what they don't like versus what they do like. For example, if there's a sports team that you really hate, it's like I'm I'm going to do everything I can to shoot them down versus – hey, I just love, and you know what we're going to say here, that we're, and it's me and you, we're going to say the Buccaneers, right? <laughs> so we're going to talk about that because of uh, your, you know, you have your personal reasons. Mine is just clearly only the, the Brady effect, but we don't have to talk about that today. But, but it's like love them versus hating the other teams. And so that's what you're seeing everywhere. You know, our, our focus is on hating what we think is bad instead of championing what we believe in. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's kind of keeping your eye on that and remembering that and coming back to that that centerpiece. I think.
1: Yeah. And yeah. You don't need to. You don't have to hate the opposition. You it works yeah. it the other yeah. way around better.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I just yeah. I just wanted to share that. Um, but as you're as you're because I know you've got to be mentoring people and so forth um, professionally or out there in the community. What advice would you give someone starting out as you look back on you know how you've come through?
1: Well, you know, I, for me, what worked was just, uh, working hard. I put in, I'd put in long hours. And so I wouldn't suggest to anyone that you can do, you can have a successful business and with a part-time mentality, but I know people do. But for me, that didn't work. I worked really hard, um, and worked long hours for a long time and I wasn't afraid to, f- to fail. Um, and I certainly had my share of failures and, and stress, uh, uh, financial stress in the, in my, in the beginning, um, parts of my business. So I, uh, work hard um don't be afraid to take chances and fail and you know and and you're and maybe have someone in your life if you have someone in your life that uh, supports your vision because that can be challenging if you don't
0: awesome have Have you had any uh particular mentor that has been incredibly meaningful
1: to you yeah you know um in a couple different veins uh, politically i would say um in the, our region i'm uh, i want to just say that i'll miss rob whitman rob whitman as far as politics goes is a Pretty much, uh, just a really great example of what I think that politicians should um, aspire to be. You know, it is the way he, again listens, um, very informed, takes the time to know his issues, engages the community, and listens to all points of view. Uh, just, um, just that on all those levels, I really think he's great. Personally, uh, um, I would go back. Uh, someone, my uncle Ray Rainwater. Who, cool. Uh, he was on a, um, a landfill. And a construction company, a lot of things in the Lorton Lorton area, and he was um, he kind of mentored me as I grew up. He lived two houses down from me, and uh, I was a came from a dysfunctional, disconnected family, uh, and so he was very much like a father to me. Although I have a person who I love too that I consider a father, but he was Uncle Ray was a business businessman, and I took I just wanted to be like him, and um, so I, and he always helped me, and he helped me in my early career too, he, uh, in a lot of different ways. Um, helping me, just lessons on how to work, helping me with money when I needed it. Um, mm-hmm.
0: so. Yeah, well, I so admire your entrepreneurial spirit and your, um, you don't have that fear of failure. I think about you, um, we're very close in age, and I think about you in 1986 saying, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do this thing. I was still floating around in college playing music, you know, dr- kind of dreaming at that age, and you were doing it.
1: It just, just seemed natural at the time. I needed something to do with my energy. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, I'd, and, I'd, and, I'd, and I really like the uh, constru- in construction, the attention to detail. And there's and uh-huh. um, you, you a lot of satisfaction be, you can take from creating things, in, in our case, metal, and sometimes wood. But mostly we work in metal and glass. But it's, when you leave a finished product that it's, it's, that's beautiful, that you're going to be proud of, and your customers like it, I mean, that just gives you a good feeling. And you get a little bit, you work on the details. And then we, in our, in our business, we work on speed. Um, it's one of the names of the game and in, in commercial hardware is how quickly you can do things properly. Okay. Um, and so you learn methods to move more quickly and, and efficiently.
0: Well, how have you coped uh, with things like uh, supply chain? I know that's been, you just said you're having a good year, but I've heard so many in, in the construction industry have had a hard time getting supplies.
1: Yeah, it's terrible. Um, you know, so it's it's this whole couple, this whole COVID thing. I think I think it's still maybe part of the COVID thing. It started with us not being able to get supplies and long lead times on everything, um, and so we couldn't get our materials, and so our we started buying things in advance. And our and our customers, I work for the biggest guys out there: CBG, HIT, Balfour Beatty, Folger Pratt. Like if they're building apartments, we uh, LF Jennings, who's doing some work around here for um, Bay Coast and Makos. Um if, if they they want to make sure they could couldn't get materials, so we bought them ahead of time um, and stored them in the beginning of the COVID thing and then the price escalation just went crazy I'm talking 30 40 in some cases 50% within a space of a year Uh and we we're locked into our pricing and our contracts we don't have a way out of that and so we had we took some serious hits in the beginning of this the first couple quarters of this year because of price escalation so what everyone what our customers learned to do was to um, buy everything further in advance and so we now have jobs that are sold that won't start for a year year and a half and we bought the materials they may go down in price, but they were not, our customers were not willing to take the chance. So we, um, st- we have those stored in various <laughs> places securely.
0: Uh, well, uh, you know, were you really talking about the cost of doing business and that hit you took? There, there's a million stories like this right now in business. Uh, but people just don't always think about that.
1: Right. A, big, a smaller company wouldn't have survived it, it. We had a lot of equity in the company, okay. and we still do. So we could, you know, we could take a... We could take a beating, <laughs> and I and that's what, what it's all about. I have always, always known through recessions we came out of the last one really really well. Like it's we're all going to get hurt if we're in a re- we are in a recession and and it's going to get going to get worse and we're and it's going to hurt all of us. Nobody almost no one uh, doesn't get hurt. It's just a matter matter of how well you can pull through it.
0: Right. Well, well, hearing that um, here the the Chamber of Commerce is a five hundred one c six. It's a business alliance. It's a nonprofit organization. And, uh, you know, a lot of businesses or individuals, when they think of nonprofit giving, if you will, they often think of more charitable organizations, as I know you do as well, Um, and, and often don't think of your chamber, perhaps, as something that needs funding. And you and your company, despite any difficulties you may have been having, uh, you know, it doesn't sound like, it sounds like you were well-prepared, but still you never have wavered in supporting us Um, through these last couple of years. They've been really difficult, you know, for our, our industry, for your chamber industry. And, and you've been right there, your company just supporting us sponsoring events, coming out, staying a strong member. And we just so appreciate that support. And, Tell me, you know, what, what makes you believe that's important? To I mean, I
1: wouldn't, we wouldn't do it if we didn't think it was a value add yeah. for us. Yeah. Um, and what's, it's important because I mentioned earlier the, the community um, that you created. But also my, um, the, my employees, you know, we like being part of the chamber. We love going to the chamber events. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it, it gives us a, a thing to do. Um, yeah. and feel, we feel like we're you know, part of something else that's larger yeah. because we are. And it was just so great to interact with all these other really successful companies, you know, much more so than us. We're, you know, some some middle, we're middle tier. So it's just, it's a real value add for us, you know, that that being part of that community and the events.
0: Well, I want to make sure you know how much that means to us. And
1: leadership. We're going to, we'll be sending someone on. We'll start sending people through leadership now that I've done it.
0: Good, good, good. That's
1: another great thing you offer.
0: Yeah, yeah. You've been very active uh, with our regional transportation action committee. Uh, it. It got a little quiet for a year or two because we had to focus on so many regulations and things that were happening with COVID. So we're slowly starting to build it again. But
1: well, and you had successes. I mean, you honestly, you, you had you, you yeah. must you have to admit you have to you you really uh, got a lot done in the <laughs> I area. Know. I, I know, I know. If, if listeners don't know it, I mean, the two bridges cr- cr- being built across the uh, the Rappahannock River are n- are no small part due to the act- activities of this chamber. They they lobbied big time. They went to the went to the to to Washington. They went to Richmond, and they really um, they put some some real. um it was a very squeaky wheel
0: yes thank you for that and uh it you know it's daunting as we see the projects continue as you go up 95 right
1: that's progress
0: (laughs) yeah it is progress and we know we still have oh gosh we still have a long way to go Uh, but you've remained engaged with that uh recently i think just this past week you were at another one of our local fampo right or yeah. GWRC,
1: FAMPO, yeah. which is a subset of G- yeah. GWRC, uh-huh. yeah. Freder- 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 yeah. Frederick'sburg Area Metropolitan Planning Organization, where all the transportation decisions for the region are made with the very limited resources that they have.
0: Yeah. So for listeners, it can get really, really data-driven and um, you know hard to follow because <laughs> so, there, yeah, there's so much there. But uh, folks like Paul that really follow it and understand it and lead with it uh, make such a difference when we're out there trying to you know help and 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 grow the region and do things to support our infrastructure in this fast growing region
1: right i do not like traffic
0: no and we have a lot of it <laughs> yeah so any anyhow we're already ready to wind down and we just started we just started chatting oh yeah we, just did. <laughs> we did um but i i wanted to ask you um you know is there a favorite motto or saying that you would want to share Do
1: you have one yeah i thought about this and um I uh, I did I can't I, I I no I don't really have a particular <laughs> motto that that I that I that I um, that I throw around too often.
0: Just be happy, maybe. Nothing, nothing I want <laughs> nothing I'm going to say
1: on, on on the radio. Okay, that? so we're
0: we're we're not going with the motto today. I'm I'm golden with that. Um, I, I forgot to check with you right beforehand to say did you, did did you have that for us today? It's okay. I'm good with that. Uh, but is there anything else you'd like to share with listeners? They are from all over the world. And you travel all over the world, so that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, No, I love. I have traveled. I've been to about ninety countries, um, and and there's a lot to see out there. We haven't. Speaking of the world, we know we haven't made in America this. There's no other place like this. I hope everyone listening uh, hasn't had a chance (coughs) to see what's going on in the rest of the world. Appreciates uh, how well we have it and what what a great place is it is to start a business and uh, take advantage of the opportunity here.
0: What's your favorite place to travel? Is there somewhere you've gone to more than like two or three times that's out there?
1: It's it's, it's there's so many different kinds of places yeah, yeah. Um, like so I if I've I've been to like I love going just it's so cliché but of course Paris you have to go to Paris I've been there many times my wife loves Paris but I you know I like to travel I've driven through all down the through Yugoslavia the former Yugoslav, Yugoslavia Yugoslavia and down through Italy. I mean, there's some. some the Yugoslavia was amazing, to, to Bos, uh, all the way to Bosnia, but uh, Croatia and the place where they filmed uh, Game of Thrones and that whole <laughs> coastline. It's just really um, an amazing area. But no, there's. I, I don't want to. I feel like I'm taken away from an, uh, one place by suggesting that another is better. There's just so much to see out there. Uh, just taking the time and so many different kinds of people and cultures to meet.
0: When you go to Paris, what's the one thing you have to do every time? There's got to be something.
1: Hmm. <coughs> well, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, eat. <laughs> That's when Yeah, you to Paris, I figured yeah. It, it might have to do with, <laughs> yeah.
0: is there a favorite restaurant or something? Do you remember the name of it or no? No,
1: I mean, there, because there's not, um, because it's not, you don't have to go to a great restaurant to get good food in Paris. You, I you was like,
0: a, it's like, you know, mm. I haven't been out of, of the United States. Oh, yeah, okay, except I've okay. been to Canada um, uh, when I was a kid. So I don't know why I even had to share that. It's like I've been one time over the border, um, but I have not left the United States. So I'm kind of living vicariously through you and thinking about my own experiences. I definitely think that whenever I go to New York City, uh, there is nowhere bad to eat. At least I haven't found it yet, and there, it's different every time.
1: The Italians yeah. also, I have, their food is amazing too. It's like everywhere you go, the rest stop on the highway is has like amazing food. <laughs> not even, not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, Getting a place downtown and and and. Paris, you know, near the the where everything is the Louvre, of course, and, oh, and being able to just amazing. get up in the mornings and have a pastry, and you know, it's just it's it's nice.
0: It's super cliche, but Versailles is on my bucket list. Yeah. Right, I'm a little bit obsessed with that place. Really? <laughs> yeah, I just because because I haven't I haven't yeah. seen I haven't been anywhere that's that um, ornate, that ornate and the history. Of of things in Europe that are not in the United States, you know, you know, it's a couple hundred years versus thousands of years.
1: Yeah, the winter, the summer palace in uh, Saint Petersburg would be would gives, is a a, uh-huh. a rival to Versailles.
0: Uh, super interesting. Well, uh, thanks for sharing that with us. And uh, I'm sorry I put you on the spot there. With <laughs> what's the name of the place? You'll remember it as soon as we stop talking. You'll be like, oh, wait, it was called this. But it's great. And I enjoy talking to you. And we've we've always we always have a good time chatting and doing stuff together in our community. So thank you for all that you do, Paul. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Pleasure. You're welcome. And to our listeners, thanks for spending time with us today. I'm Susan Spears with the Fredericksburg Regional Chamber of Commerce, and our guest today was Paul Milday. If you haven't already liked or subscribed to the Chamber's We Are Business podcast, why don't you go ahead and do so, please? It would make us so happy. You'll know when new episodes are available and you'll help us to grow our our audience here. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.